<laughs> Who do you want to shit talk about? I'm just kidding. I don't. Oh. Oh, okay. I mean, there's pl- I did, there's plenty, but... <laughs> you know who I want to shit talk about? Andy from Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think... Are you team Sid? Or are you team Andy? I'm team Bonnie. I love oh. Bonnie. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I don't like Andy at all. I never bonded with Andy. He's fine. Well, he's kind of rude to his toys, if I'm being perfectly honest. Because he grew up and stopped caring about them? Well, no. Even, like, when he was in his prime with Buzz Lightyear, he just, like, pushed Woody to the side. I just didn't appreciate... I think Bonnie treats toys better. And I'm... I will die on this hill. (laughs) But I think she's younger, right? Yeah. So as she gets older, it'll be interesting to see what she does. She'll probably be me and, like, hold hold on to all her toys. (laughs) (laughs) Andy and I will be over here thriving, not remembering a single toy from our childhood, and just enjoying everything. Oh my god! And here's here's like the shocker of all: Ashby was like Sid. He used to blow up toys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, bad but, bad hey, boy. But I will tell you, when I saw the toys that Sid had and how he like used his tools and stuff to recreate and you know mix and match, I thought when I, I was like, man. I would have loved to have done that as a kid. Not like necessarily I said. like in a torturous way, but just like it's creative. It's like fun, you know? Well, to to be fair, I actually think Sid was was very creative and that's just how he played with toys. It wasn't as right. like barbaric as it as it seemed. Yeah, I mean his character was obviously like a sicko, but Doesn't he isn't that like a Pixar Easter egg? Doesn't he grow up to like drive the Pizza Planet pizza truck in a movie? Oh, there was something I remember. Well, I may have been mind. Toy Story, Toy Story four, three or four. Yeah, there was there I was think something. The pizza truck is in Finding Nemo. Oh, that thing is like everywhere. Right. I feel like I feel like every Pixar movie somehow you <laughs> that truck shows up. That's true. Watch like Sid grows up to invent like the Snuggie and like makes a billion dollars and like. Oh my god. Yep. Probably. He knows how to put things together. You right. want a blanket and a sweater? Done. Well, you know what we like to put together? Intros to a podcast. I was about to say. (laughs) Well, if you haven't guessed, we are uh, talking about Toy Story, and specifically Toy Story Land in Disney's Hollywood Studios. And I'm Molly. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Ashby. Welcome aboard. Please keep all hands, arms, legs, and feet inside at all times. Podcast, you are all clear. Uh, Toy Story Land. Um, can you guys correct me if I'm wrong? Is there an official name to this land? It's or is it literally Toy Story Land? I think it's Toy Story Land. Agreed. I think. That's well, what it's kind of studios wasn't it like before they officially made the changeover? Wasn't like that little area called Pixar or something? Because like when you walked into that section of the park, there was that little archway. Yeah, Pixar Place. Oh, that's right. Okay. Before Toy Story Land opened, the area between the Great Movie Ride and Midway Mania was called Pixar Place. Oh, sure. It used to be where the sound stages were on your way to the backlot tour. That was kind of walled off. Right, right. And became Pixar Place, which, right, the entrance to Toy Story Mania and then some Pixar character meet and greets. It had the, like, little um, barrel of monkey 
monkeys kind of strewn about. It was really cool when it first came out. They even had Luxo, the little lamp, and he would come out like every 15, 30 minutes and like jump around. What? Like he does a full sized character? Yeah. Like he was like a cuckoo clock almost, and he would just like come out of like this little thing, jump around, and then like disappear. I've never seen this. I'm fascinated by this. I'm I'm very upset because I never I would all like there was only one time that I caught the t- like the tail end of it where he's basically lowering down and you don't see him anymore. That was it. That's all I ever got to see of him and I wanted to see it every single time I would walk through there. And then I think there was one day that I specifically like told everyone whoever I was with. I was like, "Okay, today we're going to go and we're going to find out what time he comes out, and we're going to stand there, and we're going to watch it. And then I remember we asked somebody, and they're like, oh, he doesn't come out anymore. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. Then you just got a jack-jack cookie num-num, and it made it all better. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, my God. They sell those, like, big, thick, gooey chocolate cookies, right? Where? There. Oh. I've only had them at uh, California Adventure. Oh. I think they're the exact same thing. I'm almost mm. positive. They're okay. Like, I'm a big cookie connoisseur. I don't know if you know this about me or not. Mm-mm. Uh, specifically, Tell me everything. Specifically chocolate chip cookies. Wow. What that means is I just love chocolate. I'm like the cookie monster. I just love chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> but like I'll have something to say about that. when you go into the confectionery, you'd prefer a cookie if possible. Yeah, for sure. Like, when you get ice cream, you make sure it's a, like, chocolate chip cookie sundae. Mm, I don't, nope. Just give me the cookie. Like, oh, I don't really okay. care about the Ooh, ice cream. Just give great, me the cookie. Great. But what I will say about those cookies specifically is, like, they're, they look delicious. Like, when you see the picture and the – you're like, oh, I've got to have this. And then I had it, and it was okay. I don't know what I was expecting, but it just was okay. Was it, like, too gooey or too burnt on the outside? That's my fear. I I want to say there was a little too much goo. Sure. Favorite <laughs> word. Someone's which, favorite word. <laughs> which – it's weird because I really like a, I like a soft cookie a lot, but that one was just there was just something about it that just was a little different. But it wasn't I wasn't I didn't eat it and go oh my god I'm in heaven this is the best cookie I've ever had. I was like okay this is good. Okay well, yeah. put that jot that down first for our snacks and Hollywood Studios episode. That's right. That's right. I didn't know they sold them there. That's kind of cool. That Pixar place is a precursor to Toy Story Land. So Disney officially announced this Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios at the D23 Expo in 2015. Um, But prior to that, there are other versions of a Toy Story Land in other Disney parks internationally. Have you guys had any experience at those? There's one in, in France. Yeah, I've been there. It's pretty cool. It's... Seemingly very similar to the one in Florida. I mean, completely different, but it's the same kind of, you're in a bigger backyard-looking area, and there's massive toys. But they have, like, almost completely different rides. They have a slinky attraction, but it's more of a round ride than a big roller coaster. Right. And then their RC one, which is the little race car, you get in him, and he kind of, like, goes up and down, like, more of an old carnival type of ride. Which is pretty cool. Oh but yeah, he kind of just it kind of just goes like back and forth, right? Like mm-hmm. up kind of high. Yeah. 
And then there's also, I think, like, a Green Army Man, like, drop where you kind of parachute out of somewhere. That's a very classic, newer, like a mid-2000 Disney ride. Like, um, California Adventure had a little drop ride. Yeah, they have a lot of those over there. Yeah. Not so much. Florida doesn't really have any of them. No, that's a good point. And then there's a Toy Story Land in Shanghai as well, Ashby, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Well, so fun fact, that one opened after the park opened. Oh, that is a fun fact. So they had already, like when you would walk through from Tomorrowland to Fantasyland? Question mark. You could see the walls up and like they they actually had the, what was the name of it? There was a little quick service thing building there that was already done. And I think was like the first thing out of the gate that was open before the rest of the land opened up. So it was like you could see it being worked on. So I haven't been in that one. I have, however, been in the one in Hong Kong. It sounds very similar uh, because they had the the RC ride, except like Slinky Dog, they had like a spin ride. It's funny because so the RC ride, isn't that an actual toy, right? Where you would have like a Hot Wheels loop or like half loop like that, like back and forth? Well... Uh, the R, like RC, the character is supposed to be like a radio controlled. Oh, good point. Yeah. Car. RC, got it. Yeah. We're supposed to believe that Andy is very imaginative, though, so I guess it makes sense. Right. That makes hmm. sense. Yeah. That Andy, he thinks of everything. <laughs> right. And then they have the parachute drop thing that um, Cheryl was mentioning. So I mean, it's like a cool, fun little land in Hong Kong. I assume it's very similar to Paris. I don't ride round rides that often and I finally rode Dumbo the other day and I was amazed at how like the force like throws you kind of towards the outside (laughs) and you're a little more like it feels a lot more aggressive than I remember it being for a kid's ride and it's the same way for that slinky ride like you don't really feel the bumps but you kind of feel like a wow I'm gonna fly out of this (laughs) like you're yeah you're like forced up to one side or something Mm -hmm. yeah see I love those like spit like um the Himalaya, I think is what it was called, like at the carnival, where it just goes in a circle over the little humps, you know? Oh, yeah. And they like go, they, they get them going like really fast. I love those rides. The Hollywood Studios version was announced in 2015 and then opened on June 30th, 2018. So not that long ago. This is a, a pretty new, a new land. What's funny about Hollywood Studios is it was so bare for so long and then um toy story opened and then not too long after star wars opened and then star wars part two opened and then mickey and minnie runaway railway opened like now it's this big park full of all these e-ticket attractions but for a while there it wasn't and so um the opening of toy story land was such like a I, I don't know if you guys remember this, but a little bit of like a sigh of relief of like, oh, great. There is something, something to go explore at this park, <laughs> right. which was nice. And just to lay it all out there, Ashby, I just found out you've actually never been to this land. No, no. Because it opened after I left Orlando. Right. And I've gone back twice since then maybe three times and i just because it was still kind of popular and it's funny even when we went back the last time we went to star wars but we we didn't even go we didn't walk through toy story land so i just i haven't seen it and i i need to because i've heard it's kind of cool and i think that's the, the the problem is it's like it's i've heard it's like oh it's cool you know what i mean like it's not like <laughs> oh my god you have to go and check it out it's like right yeah it's it's fun like cool cool uh, you know, my emotional take on it is like Toy Story is such a classic. It has 
four films. Like, what other Disney movie ha- reaches that caliber in any way? Fro- Frozen is on the way, I guess, but just it's just so different from other Disney movies in that way. And there's always been a Toy Story presence in the parks, whether it was merchandise or parades or anything. There's always been Toy Story. Mm-hmm. But Toy Story Land is fantastic, but it's I, I believe it's kind of overdue. So it's a great land. It's wonderfully themed there's good attractions there's a lot of good things we're going to say about it but it was a little bit like 10 years too late like and i think that's why the hype around it or it doesn't maybe feel as exciting because it's just like yeah no we needed this thank you for finally putting this in here i don't know that's kind of my take on it like it's fantastic but it needed to be there in 2010 i think maybe that's where some of that feeling comes from too is like yeah i love because i i was older when the toy story movies came out but I, i still loved them but after you got to like the fourth movie, it was like, cool, like Toy Story, that's cool. Then when the land came out, it was, yeah, a similar feeling of like, oh, okay, I'm, su- what, what, really? It's just now opening up? Like, I'm <laughs> Right. I'm su- I feel like Toy Story completely catered to me, though. They were, I was hooked in the first one. The second one was great. The third one, I absolutely hated the franchise, was about to give up on Toy Story completely. Me too. I didn't like it either. Well, I mean, it's a fine movie, but, like, they they go to the, gar- they're in the garbage dump in the incinerator, and then a child plays with them afterwards. I think I've already talked about this, but it's just <laughs> not okay. Yeah. It's not okay. And then, so when they announced the fourth movie, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. But then they send Keanu Reeves to play a Canadian dreamboat, and I was like, well, darn. <laughs> Toy Story 4 was fantastic. So it, good. It has a rewatchability to it that a lot of Pixar movies don't have. And they they went boldly in a new direction. Yes. You know, I, I don't know. 4, listen, I liked it. But again, I think I was kind of burnt out a little bit. Because I'm... I, I'm when, when three happened and we hit the end of three, I thought to myself, like, this is a good end. Like, this feels nice. We had our very, very emotional, sad moment with the incinerator. Right. <laughs> it's disgusting. End of the it's, game. <laughs> well, but it was also like, that, I, I, that was probably the only time I've cried in those movies. Well, I, except, at the very, except at the very end when Andy, like, gives him over. You know, that, that was emotional. But... It just, it had the feeling like it was the end, and then four came out, and I was like, oh, I guess it's not over yet. You know what I liked about that, though, is that is that that's the whole point. Like, they kind of, like, blew the happily ever after, like, motif away. Like, would, like, Toy Story 4 opens, and Woody is having, like, an identity crisis. Like, he is not needed... He feels he doesn't know where he belongs. We've all been there, right? When you stay yeah, in a job yeah, yeah. too long or or something like that and you just need you need to be kind of like shaken up a little bit and it's like it's okay to change course and I I appreciated that about Toy Story 4. I mm. did not like Toy Story 2. That turned me off to the franchise big time. Really? Oh wow. Mhm. It was fine. I'm going to throw a hot take out here. I don't like Jessie very much. <gasps> I do I enjoy her a lot. I enjoy her like as a separate character. I didn't enjoy like that storyline. I, I think I just didn't like Toy Story 2 at all. Like at all. Except <laughs> the scene where the toy guy fixes up the Woody because that's a fantastic scene. That was cute, movie. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, you didn't like the weird um, Kelsey Grammer uh, 
sex crazed old man like that wasn't cool for you i'm sorry <laughs> what what part of the movie is this i i must have the prospector off. when he when he gets like stuck in the isn't it like in a, i think it's like a deleted on. scene or something wait Okay, I know what deleted scene you're talking about, and yes, that's so gross. I think they weird. removed it. I think it's not no longer available, like on. But you are blowing my mind that was the Kelsey? voice of the prospector is Kelsey Crew. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Especially all of the Real Housewives franchise things now. <laughs> well, and recently I just said this. Frasier is one of my favorite TV shows, but it's truly only for Niles. Like I fast forward through all the Frasier scenes because I can't stand him. But I love Niles Crane so hard. <laughs> Should we start a Frasier podcast no. as well? Would any- oh, my no? God. Okay, nice. Solo project, I guess. Um, <laughs> fine. It's fine. Just Niles Crane and I. I liked, I liked his dad. That was probably my favorite character. Oh, yeah. He's good. He's good. He's really good. And Eddie. Who doesn't love Eddie? Oh, um, well, yeah. Of course. Okay. Sorry. So, yes. You're actually right. Yes. No. The Prospector. Not a great... Not a great character for <laughs> right. me in general. Um, no. And Kelsey Grimmer really nail in the coffin. Don't like him. I liked like the Barbie scenes, the scenes in the toy store. That's all good. But as a story, it just doesn't pull me in like the others. Three right. pulled me back in, but I saw it later. Like I saw it on like the DVD release, right? I did not see that mm. in theaters. Mm-hmm. And then um, I saw Toy Story 4 in theaters and it, it hooked me. I thought it was great. Those are my opinions. <laughs> uh, but Cheryl, you are very familiar with Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios, right? Yeah, I've been a few times. I... Have you been what? both day and night? No, I don't think I've ever been there after dark. I mean, that's the one thing about Toy Story Land in Florida that I will definitely say is it is hot. It is outside there is zero shade i think Mm. the only thing with air conditioning is the bathroom and it provides some great air conditioning oh midway mania is also inside but that queue is half outside anyway it's it's hot out there you know and we talk often on this podcast about how detail oriented disney is and how they plan everything out but god darn it did they not think through the no shade how do you make grass that big? I don't know, but you shoulda. <laughs> yeah, right. No, that's true. Okay, so yes, let's jump into the theme a little bit. So the theme of Toy Story Land is this. Andy. Wait, can I before oh, we yeah. before we change it? I just want mm-hmm. to add into the whole sh- like shade and the, the the thought or thoughtlessness <laughs> behind that, because I've been involved in a couple different openings and and you know especially with Florida that topic comes up almost immediately when operations finally gets brought in to like start start helping out with the project work and and it still blows my mind to this day why it's not already taken care of by the time we get in to the to the mix of things you know like it's like it's florida like there should be no question about shade areas in an area you know what i mean like it just doesn't make any sense like an example that was so silly to me was um the harambe market at Animal Kingdom. When they opened that up, there was no, no umbrellas, no nothing. There were some things that were over some of the seating areas, but it was like, you were sitting in the sun for the most part. And then they went back later and then they bought umbrellas and then they added them. And it's like, usually it's typically around money, I'm assuming. I don't, I don't want to speak for anybody sitting at the table, but like money is probably the factor in there. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like for a company that it's like guests are the number one priority. Shade should never be a question. The question should be like, do we have too much shade? <laughs> I agree. 
I would actually argue, and I've literally never been remotely near any of these conversations, but I would actually argue maybe theming often comes above uh, guests sometimes in those discussions where it's like, well, would Harambe Market have umbrellas? Probably not. You know, like maybe that's the conversation. And instead it's like, all right, then make an overhang. You know? I would imagine, yeah, from, from like the WDI perspective, most likely they're not thinking about it, but that's their, that's not their job, right? right? They're they're theming. They're all about the story, but as soon as someone from the operations side sits in on those, that's when they should immediately be like, "Hey guys, I love this. It's beautiful and it's uh, it's so story driven, but like no one's going to enjoy it because they're going to be dead." Right. <laughs> it's like, but how yeah. are we going to get the paramedics in here for heat <laughs> right. related illnesses? <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Anywho, sorry, didn't mean to take us way off subject there. But. No, not at all. And in fact, it actually kind of comes into the whole theme of the land. So the theme of the land is um, Andy has received a new toy that's like a roller coaster kit, like a building kit. And he's run out to his backyard, this land, and he starts putting together um, his roller coaster kit. And with that comes a couple of other scattered toys um that then become the land. And you are supposed to be the size of a toy walking through Andy's backyard. So you see off in the distance, especially behind the roller coaster, like the fence of a yard in the background, and you see a lot of connects for the fences, and the benches are made of popsicle sticks. It's all very darling. But Cheryl, you're spot on. You know what could have been a solution? Um, Something they already had, which was the Honey, I Shrunk uh, the Kids Playground solution of shade, which was large blades of grass. That was a shaded playground space, and they could have used a similar model, um, at least in some portions of Toy Story Land, to provide some some shade, some seemingly themed natural shade in the area. I'm right. I'm right with you there. Thank you. The blades of grass. I mean, clearly they had their lawn perfectly manicured, and, like, that just wasn't a thing. Well, and, and I think there could have been some other kind of creative solutions, too, which is why I'm not an Imagineer, because I can't think of them off the top of my head. Oh. But there are, like, uh, you know, toys or things that maybe would be in a backyard that could have provided some some more shade. Um, despite the shade issue, the any any, like, vista or view of the park... That park section is gorgeous, though. It photographs beautifully. Like, it's such an attractive land, I think. I mean, I've seen beautiful pictures of it. Well, see? Case in point. (laughs) It's not my design aesthetics. You are in a backyard. There's toys everywhere. Like, no one could deny that it, like, is so well done. I just don't. Like, it's... I don't need Lincoln Lot. Like, it's just not... I don't find it to be beautiful. I mean, the thing, the thing that I do love about it, though, is it reminds me very much of when I was a kid using things to make those... Like, it, it's very nostalgic. I'll give it that. Like, it's... Like, you talk about the Christmas lights being hung up. Like, I did the same thing. Like, I would use old lights to, to, to make something, you know? And so I feel like that's probably where a lot of people have the connection to it, of, like, living in their playland from when they were a kid. Sure. Uh, but I agree with Cheryl. I don't think it's like, I wouldn't walk into it and go, this is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> because there are places like Pandora that are breathtaking. Yeah. 
I don't know, you guys. I I am again maybe neutral on Star uh, on Star Wars. I'm not neutral on Star Wars. I'm very positive on Star Wars. I'm neutral on Toy Story, but I walk into that land and I'm I'm grinning ear to ear. It is like a delightfully beautiful place. Mm. If you're mm-hmm. not sweating your face off, sure. <laughs> So I think it's lovely. I think it's lovely. So so speaking of some of the little like like you were saying, Ashby, the little like kid build world building stuff. Do you guys know any of the little? Um, they're not called Easter eggs because they're way more obvious than that. They're just like little tributes or, or obvious like funny things around around the land where like you are small, so you notice something being bigger. Do you guys know any of those examples of that? Well, I mean, my favorite, the things I do really like about what they did with that area. So over at Toy Story Midway Mania, they took the entrance and they walled it off and they moved it to the complete other side of the building. So the whole queue and workings of that attraction got completely changed, but they did some really fun things to kind of transition you back from that ride into the playground. And I love, like, they have a whole wall of, like, popsicle sticks with, like, different colors <laughs> that cool. are, like, sucked and, like, left on it. And that is really beautiful. And then, like, the checker pieces and stuff. And the connects like, I completely forgot about connects and I feel like they were such an underrated toy. And the fact that they use them everywhere is just amazing. Now, are those two walls, so they're the walls at the exit of Toy Story, the new uh, exit of Toy Story Mania, are they considered official Instagram walls? I I think so, but they're so hard to get to. Oh, you kind of like have to know about it. Yeah. Here's some fun facts. So as you're walking into the land, you see, you see Woody, and he's like leaning up against, um, I think, like another building walk, but he's talking to you, which is... I'll be honest, not the way I want to be greeted walking into a theme park land. It's, I find it a little, because he's not, he's very large and he's like his mouth isn't moving, well, which would be weirder, I guess. But I find it a little creepy. But here's the creepiest fun fact about it. That's not Tom Hanks's voice. What? It's his brother's. How, why? <laughs> I've heard this before. I don't... Good question. Why? I don't know. Like, why wouldn't it... I don't know. Why would it not have been? Like, Tom Hanks is still very actively involved in Disney and Woody, right? Like, he goes to um, the press events and all of that. It's not like he's... Re- this isn't like a Harrison Ford rejection of Indiana Jones for 15 years or whatever. Like, this is... He's very much involved, so I don't know why he wouldn't have recorded that. But wow. he didn't. That's weird. That's crazy. Ashby, you've heard that, though. That's not something I just dreamt. <laughs> no, no, I've definitely heard it. And it actually, because it made me re- do a little research about how he, like, I guess he's done a lot of things for Tom Hanks as far as, like, voice stuff. What? Um, where, like, because sometimes, you know, uh, in a movie or whatever, they'll need the actor to come back in to do some voiceover, some dubbing, because maybe the sound guy didn't pick up, you know, the 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 dialogue correctly or something and so he's done that for his brother uh before wow and i think there's a son of his that's also done the same thing and i can't remember which one colin yeah definitely not chet (laughs) yeah i don't think so so yeah so and and woody is one of those voices that he can do that he's he's subbed in for i want to say that i saw it maybe 
it was used for like games possibly oh, like video would, games that with... would make sense yeah okay but why isn't tom hanks doing it because they can't afford him no to probably do, like, it's, it's cheaper time consuming B- busy yeah like i'm sure it has to do with the time that's probably it that's fun there's a lot also a couple references and this is a very well-known like pixar easter egg of the a113 class like number you guys know about all about that Kind of, but not really. So that was the the number of the classroom um, at the California Institute for the Arts um, that a lot of instrumental Pixar founders went to that school and were in this kind of classroom together. And so that is used in, I think, every Pixar movie. It's like an Easter egg. It's somewhere in there. And that is written out in some of the building blocks in some of the green areas, just kind of fun. There's the big Luxo ball, like a big giant version of it, as if it's just like an inflatable little ball in Andy's backyard, right? Which is fun, that's a good photo spot as well. Another fun fact is there are two big robots that like flank the sides of the entrance to aliens rolling saucers, which we'll talk about. Um, And they are the robots that also are at the entrance of Pizza Planet in the original Toy Story. Oh, so that's a fun little, fun little throwback. And one of my favorite little, little hidden moments in Toy Story Land is at the exit of Alien Swirling Saucers. There's this large little like Astro Blaster gun like in the grass. Like again, just looks like a kid oh. tossed his toy out in the grass. And it's the um, actual blaster, but but huge that they use in Magic Kingdom on Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that cute? So that's like an internal kind of like Easter egg, actually. It's like less about the movie and more even about in-park um, attraction stuff, which I think is really fun. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I like that. Cheryl, have you ever noticed that Andy has a big footprint right in the middle of the concrete? No, the I have not. Yeah. So it's like you, it's one of those things where you have to, it, it kind of has to be pointed out to you. I did not know this. This was pointed out to me by a cast member. Um in the land where if you look down at the concrete and you're, you know, dripping sweat, you're miserable, you would notice actually that there's, if you were to kind of go um, like an elevated view of the land, you would see a footprint in the concrete and it's supposed to be Andy's footprint. It's really cute. Yeah. So there's a lot of like those little moments. And um, if you've ever, you guys have all been on Toy Story Mania though, right? Yes. Yes. So that that queue line with all the toys and the puzzles and the games and stuff, um, that's a similar experience to the line over at um, Slinky Dog Dash, which is also just mm. full of references and toys you probably haven't seen in 20 years and all of that fun stuff. There are no actual merchandise shops in the land. There are but now. In- Wait. Where? So they've oh, wow. added a gift shop at the exit of um, Midway Mania. So in the new exit hall that they created, there was enough space that they kind of carved out a little gift shop area. Second air-conditioned location in the land. So Well, that's a good that's a good note, though, because you could hang out there for a couple of minutes. And it's suck it in. Tiny, but yes. Oh, interesting. And they only sell, like, Toy Story merch? Mm-hmm. 
That's smart. You could get it. You could stay in that merchandise shop and get your camera ready for the Instagram walls. Absolutely. That you'll run into right when you leave. That's a good idea. Well, I guess prior to this change, there were no merchandise shops in the land, but they did have merchandise carts. But instead of your normal cart, because why would Andy just have that in his yard, right? They were like Fisher Fisher Price uh, vans. There were these cute little Fisher trucks. Price van. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, uh-huh. They were so cute, and that's where you would buy merchandise. And and I I think that may be my favorite little like toy tribute um, in the whole land because I was a huge like Fisher Price fan. I think it's my like my I I don't remember a lot of Fisher Price stuff when I was a kid. Same. But my brother come to my house. Who, who's a little younger than me. I remember him having a lot of Fisher Price stuff. It really was. It was it was great Fisher Price stuff. So that was that's one of my favorite little tributes is the little um the Fisher Price merchandise cart vans, which is really great. Um great, Cheryl, what's your favorite ride in the land? Um can I say none of the above? But my okay. favorite being the Woody's lunchbox. Oh, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about Woody's lunchbox, like, which is literally which is no, it's Andy's lunchbox. Oh, sure. And it's Andy's lunchbox propped open, which is kind of cute. It is just a takeout window, but they have grilled cheese tater tots tomato soup and a delightful drink called adult lemonade which is just <laughs> spiked lemonade that with sounds what vodka interesting i think so andy the little lush mm. i mean i love me some theme park food but this that is probably hands down my favorite place like it, get in there yeah it, let's talk about it i just one i love a good soup we all know this and i love a good grilled cheese in a soup and it's just the best grilled cheese in a soup the end like it doesn't need a lot this is back to the basics like this is toy story one just a good old classic and it's tater tot it's like loaded tots right mm-hmm. That's delicious. That that was kind of a theme in Disney food for a couple of years there, and I was into it. Absolutely. Loaded tots. It's such a good theme park food. Yeah. We load pork. up our tots. Load our tots. Load our tots. Um, <laughs> and then, Cheryl, I had this with you for the first time. Um, the homemade Pop-Tarts. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Why did what? I? What? Ugh. Ashby, you needed to have walked through Toy Story Land. To You're get right. Some I know. I'm missing Pop-Tarts. out now. Jesus. They're called hand pies because, or like hand tarts, because Pop Tart is a brand name. But right. They are a toaster pastry would be the generic term. Exactly. They're the flakiest, most amazing thing. I think they've gotten to the when it opened, it had like a hazelnut bacon something weird. It was fine, but the bacon was just, like, a little weird for me. But they always have, like, a strawberry tart. But then they have a seasonal tart, depending. And the most recent one was, like, a blue one with the Luxo ball. It had, like, little candies of the Luxo ball. And it was, like, blueberry lemonade flavored or something like that. Oh, my gosh. They're really good. And they're the cutest. Like, talk about Instagram influencers. Like, I would go, I'll go grab one, put my hand up in front of something shiny and take a picture and it's just the most amazing beautiful picture could you like could you like for for the podcast (laughs) someday i definitely will that's great yeah it's a it's a cute um it's a cute little place to get us 
to get a meal or food. It's good food. Um, it's it, it's all outdoors, which is maybe a slight negative if it's hot. Sure. Again, um, all the tables and chairs are kind of right there. There's not a ton, but you know, you figure it out. Um, and some of the tables and chairs are made out of Baby Bell cheese halves, yes. which is that's amazing. Pretty funny to me. Like, love the. I love when the sponsor just kind of like elbows in there. It makes it makes it cute, right? It makes it cute. Have you guys heard about the new restaurant coming to Toy Story Land? Or or has that been put on hold actually? I haven't heard about it in a while. I mean, there's a huge building that's there like construction-wise, you can see that they have a building being made. Talk me through where it would be though. So I'm coming from the Narnia experience, which it's is no longer there. right there. So, you know okay. how there's that massive, like, Disney Vacation Club kiosk right on that corner where Narnia, like, used to be, kind yeah. of? Yeah, yeah. And then there's the big archway for Toy Story Land with big old Woody. Immediately yes. to the right. Oh, and there was nothing there previously, though. Sure, because it kind of is, like, off to the side. I think it was, like, a parking lot or something backstage. I don't really know the backstage oh, of there. Sure. But um, then Slinky Dog is forward, so it's in front of you, but in between to the right is where the uh, barbecue, I think it's going to be. Yeah. I think it, it's a table service, right? Yes, I've heard it's a table service barbecue in a, like, a Woody's Roundup theme, right? Like, that's, that's good. like a cowboy theme. Like, hoop de doo point two without any sort of singing. Yeah, so no, well, I mean, that would be awesome, but. Yeah, right, I was going to say that would be amazing. That, now I'm, now I'm interested. The concept art looks a little overwhelming is a word I'm going to use. Like, um, the same, like, primary colors, toy theme, but all indoors, which I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how relaxing that is. I imagine it's loud in there, is my guess. But it looks cool. You know, it, they could use a, a sit-down area, I'm sure. Uh, so, uh, Toy Story Mania, the classic. Um, on the West Coast, it's called Toy Story Midway Mania. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. And people often... Like, wherever you are from, like, whatever your home park is, that's what you call this ride, even though on each coast you might be saying it incorrectly. I mean, I just know about the, like, potato man and the, the... What do you mean the potato man? <laughs> so, like, when you're waiting in the queue. Oh! No, but you know, you know what his name is, though, right? Mr. Potato Man. <laughs> oh, no, it's Mr. Potato Head. Come on. Not Mr. Potato Man. You, well... I just feel like that's very rude. He's a sir, like potato sir. <laughs> but he's just a head. But and it, there's there's he's got Mrs. Feet, potato head. And you can put all kinds of things on him. The man has gone to space. But you could choose not to put feet on him and he would just be a potato. That's true, he'd be an angry lips. Is his last name head? <laughs> Mr. Potato Head, Mrs. Potato Head. Yeah. Potato man potatoman's <laughs> Mr. And, Mr. and Mrs. Head. Oh my God. Mr. and Mrs. Potatoman. <laughs> so, but he, oh you're God. saying that is a, he speaks to the guests in line. That's what you're He does. To. Yes. But there's somebody controlling him. What? On the inside. As folks, cover your kids' ears. Cover those kid ears, because if I got the scoop for you. Oh, my here, gosh. What? Here she is, right? Straight from the scoop from the, the Spider-Man scoop. vehicle. What? I've seen it on one of those Imagineer, like, 
they they give you the secrets, but there's like a big computer screen and you can see like there's cameras to the line and there's a whole bunch of buttons and you can just push the button to make the potato man say whatever potato <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. But it, it's really fun because he'll be like, you know, let's sing a song or he'll be like, who's your favorite toy? And if you don't say Mr. Potato Head, then he'll just say like, you people are cruel. Aww. Or if he sees a lady with like a, a visor, not a hat, he'll be like, ma'am, you're missing the top of your hat. Or something like that. <laughs> so, are you telling me it's just like a normal standard cast member that's pushing these buttons? I believe so. I don't think they hire a it specific is. potato man. I did not. I thought yeah. it was. I did not realize it was like a button thing. I thought it was like maybe an entertainment cast member, like a streetmosphere cast member in there. Oh, like at Monsters Inc. or something. Yeah, like an entertainment type thing. I did. No, it's it's just an operations cast member, and a lot of times, if you know, things are a little slow or tight or don't have enough people to run your attraction. You can just drop it, and then um, there's like an automated mode or something that you can put them in. Potato man, potato man, auto, auto potato. On the auto. twitters, there's been <laughs> some con- conversation about how sometimes he'll take out his ear. He'll be like, "I can't hear you" or something. Yeah. But then he'll drop his ear. <laughs> <gasps> I've seen videos of people of a, of people going in and having to like pick up the ear, put it back in his hand. Oh, that's so that's sad. Amazing. I've seen that trick. It's like a cool trick. Cause he, sure. Yeah, that's fun. But not, it, not he if he drops it. it. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. I mean, he's a potato. He doesn't have great grip. No, right. Yeah, we know that. Like, we should know that about him. I understand. Yeah, we should be making fun of Mr. Potato Man. Um, yeah, no, Toy Story's Manian. Maybe it deserves its own um, episode at some point. But sure. it is... A basic concept if it, it's one of those like shooting dark rides except you're actually working off of screens um and you have 3d glasses on yes yeah um and it's fun it's like you you play a series of games i'm always quite tired after it i'm i'm also very terrible at it's it it's exhausting <laughs> it's exhausting i like throwing the ring the best that's the game i'm best at yeah yeah. I like the one where you break the plates. That's my favorite. Yes. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. But they come towards you at the end. That's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's one of the better rides to, like, because at Disney Attractions, sometimes they don't necessarily break down, but there might be, like, a delay and you get stuck on the ride for longer than you need to. But they'll just keep playing the game. The points don't, I don't think the points count oh. towards it, but, like, they'll just go into, like, a screensaver mode where you can just keep throwing whatever you were yeah. throwing. That yeah. is fun. Right? Yeah, that's really fun. I don't care about the score. I just want to just work on my aim. I always get the caps. Whatever score that is, probably not very correct. <laughs> I don't think I've each, ever noticed. Each score is associated yeah. to an animal. Ashby, are you very good at it? I imagine. I'm actually pretty decent. Uh, What's your secret? Not, What's your secret? I'm, there's always somebody that's better than me, though, whenever I go with somebody. But I, I feel like I'm good. And I always have, like, a pretty decent level, uh, uh, whatever the animal level is, you know. Well, what's your secret? Do you go, like, do you aim for the high ones or the low ones? Yeah, or? I mean, I will typically go, like, it's it's just, it's finding that balance of, like, 
you know, hitting as many of the little ones as you can, but then as soon as there's an opportunity for a, a bigger score, like, like it's almost like, oh, let me get that real quick, boom, and then go back to your building up of your, you know, whatever is the lowest that you can get many of. I also sometimes will try and steal from the person next yeah. to me. So, like, if there's, like, you know, a high score pops up kind of in front of them, you know, then I'll, like, shoot over it that way so I can try to grab it so they don't get it. How rude. So I can beat them. Your strategy is sabotage. A saboteur. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> like, it's, it's, I mean, it's, like, fair game, you know? Everybody can shoot everywhere they want. I will say of the shooting games, it's definitely the most fun. Like, I will go on Toy Story Mania a hundred times before I'll go on Buzz Lightyear. I disagree. Because <laughs> what are you shooting at it in Buzz? Oh, I love to max out. You're right. Like, Ugh. I'm so boring. I'll be like, because I can beat that game, I will beat that game. <laughs> How do you beat Buzz? I literally haven't ever cracked, like, 250 on that ride. All I know is that there are there are some targets that, like, give you, like, 100,000 points. And the one that I've found, I found this because I got stuck on this ride, too, is, you know, in, the, like, the second-to-last scene, right before they cut off your, uh, like, gun, there's, like, Zerg on the right, and he's, like, in this weird cone thing. At the very bottom, that very bottom one that you can only get on the angles as you're coming in and going out, that's 100,001. You heard it here, guys. Jeez. Here's some tips and tricks. Wow. But so you're saying you you think Buzz is as fun, if not more fun, than Toy Story Yeah. Mania. And it's less exhausting because you don't have to keep pushing the button. You can just hold it down. <laughs> what? Buzz is more fun if you're just the laziest person on the planet, a.k.a. me. I didn't know you could hold it down. Yeah, and it just what? keeps... It goes pew, oh my gosh. pew, pew, pew. I, I pull the trigger every time. Well, not for Midway, not for Mania. No, on, on Buzz. Buzz. Yeah, on yeah, Buzz. Yeah, for Buzz, you can just hold it. Yeah. <laughs> Molly. God damn it. So angry at myself right oh now. I want to go break some plates at Toy Story Mania. I'm so mad. <laughs> I don't like the. Is there a popping balloons one? I don't like that one. It's too loud. There is with the darts. Yeah. It's too loud. I don't like it. Um, it's a fun game. You kind of whip around a little bit. Um, it's very the ride system is just basic as heck. You know, you can see it. There's no like surprises or anything, but it's very fun and it's definitely like a crowd pleaser. It's appropriate for all ages. You know, the whole thing. It's fun. It's a great one, and I'm really happy they just kind of f- literally, like you said, Cheryl, like just flipped the entrance in the queue. Same ride, exact same ride, same, same experience. Pretty cool. And Actually, like pretty cool. It's super cute too because it looks like Andy's bedroom. Oh, sure. Is that what we're supposed to assume? Like, now we went indoors? Yeah, it's got his wallpaper, the cute, like, clouds and stuff, and, like, his bed somewhere in the corner. I don't know. That's a good point. I actually never thought about that in, like, the new story concept. But now it's just like, oh, we went, we have a bathroom break. Like, we're going inside. We're inside Um, now. It's nice. Yeah, and it's air-conditioned, which is delightful. And they have three tracks. Yes. They added a third track, Mm -hmm. um... Probably like 10 years ago or so now, but after the ride had opened. Because that used to be like three hour wait. Now it's like an hour, right? It was kind of like Soarin'. Like once they added the third theater, the third track, it Mm -hmm. significantly changed the experience. For the better, I'd say. Yeah. Cool. Um, All right. Let's talk about Alien Swirling Saucers. (laughs) 
This is a similar, it's one of those like spinner rides. It's uh, actually, it's identical to the like Mater's ride at um, oh, Radiator yeah, yeah, yeah. Springs. Yeah. And it's, I, I've seen it at other Disney parks internationally too, where it's like, it looks like something is pulling you. You know, it's not the same spinner. It's, although is it, is it the same type of a spinner ride as the teacups, for example, but it's just the, the ride vehicle itself is a little bit different. There's multiple turntables. I think it's like three or so different ones, I think. That's because that's how Mater works too, right? Yeah. It, it switches as it kind of spins around. It, it reminds me of like, uh, like the Scrambler, the way that that ride, you know, kind of spins you around. You got no wind hold. No, not the gambler. <laughs> the scrambler. Gotcha. Oh my god. It's themed to the aliens from the well, from I guess all the movies, but from the original movie, you know, they're the claw and all of that. And it's it plays like little funky versions of Toy Story songs on the ride, and it's really cute. Hmm. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Trill, any experiences on that? Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it's got really spacey-type music. I don't hate it. It's pretty good. I don't hate it either. I actually really like it. I think it's a fun ride. It's a cute ride. I've never waited too long for it, but maybe you could, hypothetically, and then maybe yeah. it would be disappointing, so don't do that. So where I don't understand what it is, though, in the larger theme of this land that is very heavily themed is, what is that? <laughs> like... What is Alien Swirling Saucers in Andy's backyard? Oh, sure. I guess the claw just, like, got dumped in his lawn. I don't know. And what are they, like, swirling? Like, if if that is something he made, like, he made a ride, I don't understand what it is. I don't know. These are great questions. These are good questions. And this is, you know, this is why we do this. This is why we do this. It's cute. It's a really cute ride. It's tucked, like, in the back corner. Um closer to galaxy's edge but it's cute i i I really like it i never miss it so yeah any other thoughts on aliens rolling so is it is it is it is it like uh i should definitely do it or is it like if there's no line i should definitely do it have you been on maters yeah i love maters maters makes me yes definitely do it okay and then it'll make you giggle even more because you can hear like the alien voices they're very silly and funny and then the music is charming and it it's not indoors but it's totally covered so it's like a nice break from the heat i think yeah well that's nice can i say it's kind of like um it's not like it's a small world or peter pan from like a classic experience but it's like yeah go on it like go on it figure it out and go on it it's a it's like a decent use of like a use of a tier two fast pass in hollywood studios i think i would Mm, agree mm -hmm. gotcha um, all right, let's do it. Let's go there. Slinky Dog Dash. Oh, wait, that's the aliens. Sorry. Uh, boy, howdy. Boy, howdy. Uh, Yay, howdy, howdy, hey. I mean, it's a great roller coaster. It's uh, right on the thrill level of, I'd say, um, my, the mine train, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Mm, that's a good, I like that. That's good. I, I actually enjoy that roller coaster. It's a nice... Experience. Slinky a lot more thrilling than Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Do you? I mean, I'd say it's, it goes up higher. That would be the difference, it right? It's like on stilts that ride is. It's pretty crazy. I but, would not call it crazy. Oh my gosh. I couldn't hand. I won't ride it again. It's scary. You me. had too many alcoholic lemonades at Andy's lunchbox. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't enjoy it regardless. 
I will not ride that ride again, but I think for, like, if you like roller coasters, you have to ride that ride. But it's not, times. okay, wait, Cheryl, I have to, I have to jump I in here. I didn't like it. You don't have to like it, but I just want to make something perfectly clear. It is not a wild coaster. It is not rock and roller coaster. It's you not don't even. like heights. It's it tall. not for you. That's fair. It, it is tall. It's tall. But it, it doesn't go very fast. It, like, shoots you out, and then it even, like, halfway through shoots you again. It does have two launches. That is true. I think that you are just too too roller coastery. I'm too brave. Just like, say it. <laughs> here's the deal. If you like a roller coaster, this is for you. If you're timid on roller coasters, I would highly think twice about waiting three hours for it. Cheryl, do you like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train as a roller coaster? No. It's too roller coastery for me. What's your... You like Barnstormer. That's it. I love the Barnstormer. <laughs> that, is, that is the roller coaster that I, I am happy to ride. The other ones, it's just, like, too stressful. Okay. That's fair. I would have thought, thought Slinky Dog would have been okay for you but it's too hot you're right it is pretty tall it's pretty tall i think in the world of roller coasters as far it goes yeah barnstormer the lowest like the most enjoyable like seven dwarfs mine train is a little bit more advanced and then sleeky you're right is the next one in line only because big thunder mountain's so rickety like those turns scare the bejesus out of you so it is it is mild in a roller coaster sense like you won't see that roller coaster at universal like where they like to just rocket you out of everything yeah and it is way smoother than space mountain or big thunder so it is like a it's a smoother coaster than either of those which adds to the tame factor i think a little bit um but may i recommend it at night it is so beautiful (laughs) at night (laughs) molly just doesn't want you to go there during the day when it's hot she wants you to go yeah i do and I, i i want you to enjoy that a little bit more because it is, it's very enjoyable at night. Um, and it does have two launches. I'm glad you mentioned that, which is kind of fun in a roller coaster. Um, and then at the end of the ride, you're greeted back at the station by Wheezy. He's singing, You've yes. Got a Friend in Me, which is so cute. That is a really cute moment. I love that. He's one of my favorite characters from the movies. Yeah, that alone makes the ride worth it, even if you never want to ride it again. <laughs> Um, does anyone know how tall you have to be on this ride? I genuinely don't know. I think I heard somewhere that it's 40, but that might be incorrect. Let me text. Uh, who should I text on this one? Tom? You think Tom Hanks knows? Tom Hanks. Uh, his okay. brother. Text his brother. I'll text his brother. Okay, let me see. Let's see what he says here. Just one second. Yeah, it's a, I wanted to say, hey, you know how it's awkward when you reach out to somebody after a while? Hi, how are like, you? Right, like, I just have a question, but I needed to, hey, We're how are you doing? We're reaching out to you because we can't get Tom right now. <laughs> Hope the family's doing great. By the way, do you know the height requirement for Toy Story? 38 inches. Oh, wow, so it is mine train height. So, yeah, that's, like, what, would that be considered, like, a family coaster? Like, decently little kids can a 38 sure. inches. It's labeled on the Disney website, according to Tom Hanks' brother, that <laughs> take off on a family-friendly coaster. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is in this picture that is like on the the main page here, there's not one child in this picture. <laughs> These are all adults or young adults. There is not a child. They really goofed up here. 
How could you not put a child in this picture? Really? Maybe they couldn't find one. <laughs> Maybe no <laughs> children enjoy themselves on this coaster. Oh, wow, that's kind of insane. Hmm. Hmm. Weird. I'm going to actually pay attention to pictures like that now more often. Like, who is this for? Yeah, like, because like, typically you would. You would cater to the demographic. Yeah. This is not. Now, on the promotional material for Navi River Journey, who's on that? Um, I don't know. Maybe there. Hold on. I'd like to find out. <laughs> Chet Hanks and company. Uh, People look looking up. for side boobs. Let me see what it says. I'm going to look at the Disney website and see what their main picture is. Okay. This makes more sense. So you've got... Okay, these people don't look like they know each other at all, but you have... You have strangers. <laughs> yeah, in the back you have two probably like young adults, and in the front you have what looks to be a family with a teenage son in the middle. Oh, well, I'm looking at the same picture. None of those people like each other, for sure. No, they don't, they don't <laughs> know each other at all. Those two in the back are awkward. Like, they must have been single riders that got placed together. Yeah. Okay, I'm I see another one that's a full family and then there's a couple behind them that are way too interested in joining their family. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. And then uh so Avatar Flight of Passage, that one you have a boy that looks like he might just meet the 44-inch high requirement. <laughs> Do the boats really light up from underneath like that? That is false advertising. <laughs> like, it looks like you're glowing from your shoes. No, that's called a light bar okay. that they put inside the boat when they're filming. Got it. <laughs> Guys, can we do an episode where we just look at all of the the stock photos for every a- attraction and be like, wait, this is not catering to, to the... It. This is amazing. I've never thought about looking at this before. Oh, look at this happy family in the Harambe market outside eating. That's fake. Yeah, they're hot <laughs> as hell. Oh, That's great. When you were talking about, like... Um... The one last thing I wanted to touch on for Toy Story Land was there are a couple of character meet and greets as well. Just kind of fun, if that's your thing. Mm. Um, mm. Buddy. A buddy. Who's Buddy? Who's <laughs> Buddy? Buddy. Buzz and Woody, um, and also Jesse, and after Toy Story 4, they brought Bo Peep, um, who's actually pretty cute. She's the cutest version of Bo Peep ever. <laughs> we'll have Wait, to post some of... of the old ones. Right. The other ones were like major, <laughs> oh, no. major fails. Horrifying. Like, like nightmare-inducing stuff. And this one's cute. So... Speaking of Bo Peep, did you guys, um, my wife pointed this out the other day because she's been watching the Toy Story movies with our daughter, that Bo Peep has had a dramatic change from the first one to the mm-hmm. last one. So like in the begin, in the first one, when you watch it, they've, they made her very, um, like a, like what are those dolls? Like a porcelain. She was very delicate. Like a porcelain doll. She's shiny. She's like, has that hard surface. And then when you go to the last one, it's like, she's an action figure. Well, you know, I think it's symbolic of saying maybe she wasn't as dainty as she was always told she was, right? No, toys toys don't just change their material. They do if no. they go through emotional changes like no, us. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Toys just completely change their, like, make and, you know. And then you can do all the, the green army men, too, and they do, like, a little drum show, which is kind of fun. 
Oh, that's cool. I've always loved the Green Army Men. Me too. They've also changed their look in the parks over the years, too. They used to you not be able to see their face. Now you can yeah. see their face, yeah. which is, yeah. I mean, I think better. It's kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. Cool, you guys. I mean, I think we may have covered all of Toy Story. All right. I want a grilled cheese so badly right now. There's a snake in my boots. Cheryl wants a grilled cheese. Ashby's got a snake in his boot. I think we, Ashby, you should get there as soon as as soon as you're able to. Yeah, when I can get back to the park, I'm gonna go visit it. Uh, it's gotta be it's gotta be top of the list because it seems like a fun, especially the food. I'm excited about mm-hmm. trying because that sounds like right up my alley. And riding the roller coaster at night. Can't recommend right. it enough. Guys, I'm gonna go at night because I don't want to deal with the I'm feet, so. dying looking at these Green Army Men things. Like the new version, you know how like Green Army Men when you buy them, sometimes it's like a rough edge because where they uh huh like they yeah. have yeah, that yeah. on the outside. It's so smart. <laughs> They're costume. Yep. I'm dying. Disney. Oh Disney, you're doing it well. <laughs> you're doing it well. Well, thank you guys. This has been a fun fun little journey to Andy's backyard. Mm-hmm. Be nice to your toys, everyone. Be nice to your toys. Or if you're going to have a little fun with them, like Sid, don't be a creep about it. Like, you can do it. If you if you're, if you you have a creative mind or, you know, you want to bust out the tools and get a little crazy, like, go for it. But, like, don't be sadistic sure. about it. Do something Bill and yeah. I would be proud of. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Good point. Right, Good right. Point. <laughs> All right, with that, we're wrapping it up. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. We'll see you next time. Wow.